Welcome back, one and all. This isn't your average episode of The Dice Crisis. I'm your host, Eli, and we're here for the crisis alert. Book five. Yay! (laughs) I'm surrounded by my lovely joiners, not even players today. We have Allard. Hi. Kyle. Hey. And Michael. Hello. Hello, everyone. What's up? How we doing? I'm fucking great. Hell yes. Well, we have an easy one to talk about today. We have... A nice chunk of book five, all of book five to talk about. It yeah. seems like it was a short-lived one. <laughs> it was the shortest book. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> so we have to go over episodes 93 through 108. Uh, welcome to Kionan to Secrets of Halen. <sighs> Ooh. Uh, this book started with us getting back to the surface from the underground, and we meet Talandia, that whole arc there. And Villister, then it ends. Lord Villister. Oh, yeah, we meet a lot him. of folks. Oh, I see. Uh, it is easily forgettable, Allard. <laughs> I'm just sitting the book ends. The front is us I getting back to the surface. I see you. And then the end is the downfall of Winter Council. A lot happened in there. Kind of. <laughs> a yeah. decent amount happened in there. We got wrapped up in some elven politics. Yeah, we got into the politics of the game. So Everyone loves uh, politics. Just to start, before we get into any questions or stuff, let's do a little recap from Allard after we get back to the surface. What did we do? Remind me. Well, book five kicked up after you guys had defeated Tyrion Vonarch at the Elf Gate that was kind of special and hidden that Elacobnus Vonarch tipped you off to. Mm-hmm. You, after beating him, you ascended back up to a town that was like a couple hours away from Ayadara. And immediately jumped. And immediately, the you know, the gates take a little bit to charge <laughs> up and... Uh, people were watching them, and by the time it was charged up and you guys walked through, a bunch of elven uh, soldiers were there to greet you. Bows drawn, you know, just casual as you do. Riverwood had done the same thing. Yeah, we were used to it. And that's when you met Lord Villister. He took the lead, said, Stop, if I just come with me, we'll figure everything out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were teleported to Ayadara with him. Uh, he gave you a little place to stay where he told the, the queen uh, and got everything ready for you to meet her. You guys told her your story, and uh, it was kind of weirdly uh, accepted. Uh, it was, Villastir was trying to poke holes in everything you said. It didn't seem like <laughs> Talandia was really caring, but then she uh, gave Elion a little flower from her tiara, a violet from her tiara, and when you went back to your place, you found a book with a story called The Quasit's Promise marked by a little purple violet flower. The story told about a princess who was captured, but she was able to escape, uh, captured by a Merilith, uh, <laughs> but she was able to escape uh, by using the Quasit that she was imprisoned with to her advantage, knowing the Quasi would betray her, but planning for it and coming out on top. Uh, after that, you had a, a day in Ayadara to hang out. Spa day. Spa day. But on your way back, you were uh, assaulted by members of the Shin Rakarath who were like death to those who would uh, oppose the Winter Council. Personally, how dare they? Mm-hmm. Chill <laughs> out, chill. Spa uh, day. You, you. I mean, you get you teleport yourselves out of their range so you guys were safe. The uh, queen's guard came to help you, then brought you to a new place where you'd be safer. The paradise chamber, which was mm-hmm. an illusory, illusory dungeon that makes it look like you're not really in prison, <laughs> but you kind of are. Uh, there, you met a half elf woman named Quilindra who had been prisoned there for quite a while, she said, because she was trying to figure out where the Winter Council was and take them down. Uh, You guys were like, hell yeah, us too. Let's escape together. And she knows knows the way. Uh, You break out of the Paradise Chamber together. Uh, It was a little too quiet in town. Things are weird. Uh, Then when you got to the gate to leave, you're like, oh, another bag with little violet flower. Queen, Queen Talandia is looking out for us and making the way clear. You guys jump uh, through a portal into, like, Neb? No, it wasn't Neb. Uh, Galt? Galt, yeah. Jump to Galt. Uh, you 
just chilled there for a little while, and nothing really, nothing really big happened in Galt. I think you you bought uh, some scrolls there, and then you you head on your way, and then you jumped to uh, the snowy one. What was the snowy one, Kyle? The snowy? ice gate in Irisin. Oh, not the Lotus Gate. Yep, the it was the ice gate first. Ice gate first. You helped the snowcaster elves up there fight off some. Uh, a warg and some ice giants before jumping back through yes, and yes. <laughs> uh that's when you made it to the lich gate mm, yeah yeah uh the lich gate when you showed up the exit was locked because there was a banshee there corrupting the energies of the building you all waited for it to get dark the banshee showed itself you had a harrowing fight there things got scary but you defeated it and then moved on from the Lich Gate to the Tangle Gate and were immediately attacked by Bebelith demons, giant spider demon things. Uh, you guys beat them not too... not too, it, wasn't, it wasn't too much of an issue. Um, then you had to traverse through the Tangle Briars, the, the gnarled demon-infested forest uh, in the south of Kionin that has been corrupted by a demon named uh, Tree Razor. Uh, who wants to raise all the trees to the ground. Uh, <laughs> while traversing through there, while trying not to die from just all the scrapes and things of the forest itself, you were attacked by Vrock demons. You guys fought them off. Um, then you were approached by the Menetherian, a, a herald of Calistria. They gave Elion a little statuette to summon them in a time of need, saying that they were sorry that they weren't that Clistria wasn't there for you in your darkest time, blah blah blah. And then you made it to uh ooh, uh also I should point out in in the at the no at the Lich Gate with the Banshee, you found out that Quilindra wasn't just a half elf, she was a succubus, but you all decided to play nice so and keep continuing on when you ru- when you finally reach thorns end through the tangle gate or tangle briar quilindra revealed herself again as a full succubus and was welcomed back into the horde of demons uh greeted by vigrazor the nelfeshni demon who is who is big and was like hey i've been here for a long time i'm super patient uh you guys go in there uh stop the artifact that's keeping the thing on the thing and keeping us out of the thing and we'll be good to go uh, we'll let you live. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, uh, not being, uh, saying like, yeah, cool, yeah, we'll just go into the building now. You guys entered in kind of ready to maybe attack the Winter Council. Yeah, uh, I wasn't exactly sure what was going to go in there. Inside, you found a, a somber affair of elves yeah. that are just kind of hanging out, trying to keep the, the guards were are continuously just pretty much... Uh, spotted up against the demons outside uh, you met Armistriel the kind of leader of the Shinrakarath uh, Karishiel was there you could touch base again with mm-hmm. him uh, then you met Malandil and she's like what are you guys doing Like we, and you pled a little bit of your case to her uh, got through to her a little bit was like yeah we, we'll, we can talk about all this stuff uh, but you guys have to get everybody else on the council to agree because nobody's listening to each other anymore uh, the next day you went to then meet the rest of the people Crow got a writ from Malandil <laughs> to, to schedule this appointment uh, absolutely you diplomatized them all mm-hmm. Malandil was a, uh, a uh, an elfin warrior ranger in full like golden eagle plating uh, you met Paralir the cleric of Calistria in her starry gown, uh, oh, sweet fiery hair. You guys made friends with Paralio right away. She agreed with a lot of what you were saying. Uh, Arlen, Arlendil. Yeah, Arlendil, Armistriel. Arlendil was the old druid man who was very depressed. He Poor lost guy. his 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 bird and stuff when some demons attacked. You met, and then you met uh, Halen, who was the meanest of the bunch. Uh, if he wouldn't have done it, if uh, he wouldn't have gone to the meeting if Crow hadn't brought the writ along. And so reluctantly, after a day, you guys got everybody to meet. 
uh, talking with Paralyr and Malandil a little bit, you're kind of discovering that some shit went down in the tower some years ago when a member of their council, Alevra, General Alevra, which is the <laughs> same name as Alevra of uh, Azrene, who's been causing so much Very trouble, curious. Uh, went mad after trying to bring a plan to them to once and for all stop the drow by pulling another meteor down. Uh, she snapped, killed uh, the leader, who I believe was Aramestis, right? That's who later found out there was Elion's dad. Mm. That was the name of him, right? Right? Right. Right? Daddy. Mama. And ever since Elevera killed the leader and escaped and turned into a drow in front of their very eyes, though somebody, some of them didn't believe it at the time, Malandil, uh, they had been in a state of decline ever since then, maybe even before then, and they everyone was bickering and no, no, nothing was really getting done. Malandil was... Uh, was focused on the demons. Uh, Arlandil was kind of too sad. Halen was cooped up doing everything himself, or, or so he kept saying. And Paralyr was there to like heal the troops and make weapons and stuff for everybody. After getting everyone together, you had the meeting where the, the case was pled to stop the Winter Council. Uh, during that, Halen kind <laughs> of went mad and... Uh, ripped the Maleficus spike from the wall that was protecting the building from the demons, uh, which turned him into a full drow in front of your very eyes. Uh, Arlandil went went mad, turned into a shambling mound and started attacking. Uh, Malandil, like she almost lost her shit, was uh, without Perlier there to help her get herself right. She would have just been a fetal on the floor. You started attacking. Demons came. Quilindra and Vigrazor. Shit got messy. People were dazed. Uh, but eventually, uh, you were able to take down Halen. Elion got got the spike from him and drove it back into the wall with Pete Thresh's hammer. Mm, <gasps> beating the boss encounter of, of book five. And then you got to look through Halen's stuff, seeing signs of Abraxas in his room, and then found in the greater archives that he had been researching magics to pull stars from the sky, just like Alevra was. And from his notes, you kind of figured out how glyphs work and an idea of how to stop Alevra's glyphs. <gasps> we have a plan. You have a plan. Ooh. You know where it is. Can I get a soft round of applause for that recap? <sighs> Thank beautiful. you. Thank beautiful. you. It was off top. It was off top. <laughs> I didn't write anything down. Honestly, when you put it that way, it sounds like we did a lot of stuff, you know? It sounds like... Yeah, and uh, all that, that was, that was, was like... Productive. That was like maybe a week worth of, of time. Yeah. We really crushed it. You went... Things went fast. We have a plan, and it's zero to 100. Yeah, you have officially uh, turned elven politics up <laughs> on its head and are now ready to save the world. We're rewriting the system <laughs> from the I ground up. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds like there was a lot done. So the very first question that Ooh. I want to kick it to, okay. which, by the way, slide in our Discord. If you want to get in on these crisis alert talks, we often ask the people for any suggestions, any questions that they have. So slide into the Discord, everybody. Slide. This first one is short book. Was there more that was supposed to happen en route to Thorn's End? Was there anything left out? And then, for probably the players more so, any place you wish you could have been exploring more with the elf gates? So let's just start with the, was there more that was supposed to happen en route to Thorn's End that we kind of subverted? You all hit everything that the book had written. Uh, nothing really had to be skipped. You guys did uh, a couple encounters kind of easily that mm -hmm. uh, probably could have been more of an issue for some parties. Uh, the, but the main thing that might have made this book feel a little bit shorter was it was the first book where I wasn't able to throw the extra encounter in that has been at the back of all of the all of the books so far. So like for book one, it was the it was the raid on uh, on Saint Casperian. Uh, for book two, oh, we didn't actually do one for book two either. Book two was uh, was a of a, a boat fight. Ooh, yeah. Whoa, what? Yeah, you saw the boat. I was trying to like foreshadow 
like about being out on the thing. You saw a ship and like yeah. e- Eli or Dane's flashback talked about a specific uh, a specific type of ship. I remember that. Uh, yep. Uh, that you guys after oh. the the boss fight, I was like, yeah, okay, these guys need to just get back. <laughs> Crow's blind. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was not fun. Uh, in book uh, three, it was the whole deal with Briggs. Uh, book four, it was the Morlocks. And uh, book five, there was another one. Um, Elian, I when you, I just kind of added it the picture in there for flavor when you were at the Banshee spot and you like went up into the air to just like get a peek. You saw like this uh, mountain that just kind of had a flat top. Yeah, that was uh, known as the I don't know the Sun Dagger Observatory. Oh, uh, that was a whole little kind of side. Side, that sounds side like something thing. interesting. Left oh, out. man, I <laughs> wanted to, but ooh, we were on a mission. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I can say someplace I would have wanted to explore more. I totally forgot about the snow part. I was going to echo. I, I was, was going to say, say the same thing. It's either the snow because that seemed just really enthralling. I remember being like super focused on getting like cold wear and like maybe I'm going to need a coat and stuff. And then we were there for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, one fight. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to be up there for days now. Um, but... Uh, I'd say snow or just more time in Ayadara because Ayadara is the beautiful elven city that I love so much. So those are the two places. I think the snow place connected with me because of how, like, I got such a glimpse of their lives in such a short amount of time. They did get humanized quickly. (laughs) These people have been out here and they've been, I, I remember they were, what was it, the, the, what are they called? Like the warg warg. type creatures. Were they straight wargs? Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think that was a straight warg. They had been plagued by wargs, and their civilization had like obviously these elves had been stationed out here, and they'd been living for such a long time, and they were existing through the cold. Like, man, sound like pretty tough and cool people that I would have liked to get to know. Yeah, the snowcaster elves seem real cool. Yeah. No pun intended. You normally, <laughs> I think of elves in like lush woodland. So seeing them in such a deserted area, yeah, so you like the idea of just the because the elves in Pathfinder are very like kind of modular to what environment they are. It's interesting to think about them in different places. Yep, for sure. That's kind of what the whole adventure is about, right? is it not? Just travel and just friendship. El- elves in different places. <laughs> elves I've got elves in things. all places. <laughs> <laughs> How about Crow? He gets infinite access to the elf gates. Where is he going? Uh, <laughs> Irisin? Is that where the snowy yeah. area was? Yeah. yeah, that was... Snow all around. All that that was a, that's what I was going to say, too. That was a cool place. <laughs> Sounds like, just, like we're doing rain of winter next. Yeah, you guys. we're going <laughs> to the snow. Hey, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the snowy land was cool. It definitely seemed kind of just like popping in and out. I mean, we were definitely just, you know, gate hopping, so... It was kind of, I do think it was kind of cool to just like be on a mission and just get that like, you're here, now you're here, now you're here. It was just kind of a cool transition, like I think. Just glimpses into different societies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Uh, like, technically, you could have spent time in any of those places, but the adventure at hand kind of Right. Seems like there's a clock on it, so you didn't necessarily just want to like, oh, can we see where you live? The pretty Snowcaster snow. elves. <laughs> How are you guys surviving up here? <laughs> How y'all living? Not good? Okay, <laughs> we're going to peace out. We, we got to go. We got a succubus with us. It's Let's been go. nice helping succubus you. Succubus and a drow. We're on a secret mission. Right. <laughs> don't look at us too hard. Shh, don't, don't talk to us. Um, that, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a, a big backstory reveal in book five that we got to that uh, we had some questions on whether or not, or like how long, uh, I'll, I'll just read it front to back because I wrote it, I wrote them all down. This one from Tilda. Uh, at Allard and Michael here. How much of Elion's backstory reveal was a cooperative effort? How or was this planned or was it left to Allard since uh, the first hints in book one? I'll say that um, I didn't really want to know much about my background. <laughs> I like to keep it a myst- mystery and I um, probably bothered Allard too many times being like so so what's up <laughs> um and uh i think allard definitely had a plan and um i was i don't know i i think there was definitely planning like i was curious i was curious about where elion came from but i as a player liked that there was mystery there for me mm-hmm. and uh, i thought it was really cool 
the way Allard um, revealed it. So you had, it home you for had me. no, no, uh, you didn't plan the reveal part of it at all. Just the backstory. I didn't. It didn't click with me until we got to the tower. And they were like 18 years. And, but there was and no then group chatting. There wasn't a group <laughs> no. chat. No, no. Yeah, because, yeah, Michael was like, she was orphaned as a baby. How would she know what anything about her backstory? So I was like, okay, I got you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, yeah, it, it, it was more probably more fun for you as a player to discover it that way than to, like, plan it to show off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was exciting. And it... Um, felt probably well not as fulfilling for me as a player as an actual orphan finding out who their parents were <laughs> but as a player it felt pretty close right well yeah about this like 99.9 yeah. percent of the way there yeah it, it would have been all the way there if they were still alive and could have said hey, right. yeah <laughs> that helps but no it's tragedy you're sad <laughs> but yeah i had that pretty much so i knew from the beginning that elian was from thorn's end uh, but I took my sweet time like figuring out the more specifics of it uh, as we went along, as it, as it was kind of needed. Um, yeah. Because like, Riddleport is, it, like, went out of its way to say, not a lot of elves here. So I was like, all right, <laughs> we got to figure out a way that there's an elven girl here. And I had the easiest... Uh, it would probably have been maybe easier to connect them to crying leaf i guess now now in retrospect but i wanted to connect you to connect somebody's backstory to like further on in the book mm-hmm. to try to uh, deep key yeah okay. <laughs> make it make it make the make it look like you're heading towards there the whole time which brought me to a question as just a player myself has discovering elion's true parents changed her at all like inside or is it just like yeah you know it's good to know um I think it bothered her. I don't think it bothered her for a long time. And then I think it answered itself right about the time that she needed it to seeing all the elves in the city and like realizing that she has a culture, whether she wanted to connect to it or not, she was an elf and this is how elves live. And I think she felt like in Riddleport, at least she felt like nobody cares, but in the elf city, it was like, um, I don't know. They have a certain society and way of doing things, and she was not part of it. Mm-hmm. And she was definitely on the outside. And I think that made her a bit embarrassed. So to find out as soon as those feelings come about, and she's like, kind of a little off kilter. Um, I think that answer came at an important time for her growth. Definitely, yeah. I think it was a big turning point, and any more mystery in the air could have like been that extra little touch of chaos that maybe just like to me, if she's balancing with both good and bad sides, it's like. Not knowing your parents is a pretty heavy weight to carry, so maybe it's just like a little needle in a haystack over to the good side of like, okay, now that's not bothering me so much. Now I know. And they were good people. Yeah, yeah. That helps. <laughs> yeah, had she found out her parents were, were like, horrible. something different or <laughs> even not finding out, I don't know. Or like what commoners are still good, but like noble people. That's, you know, they could have been nice commoners. They're leading nations. Yeah, they're a whole ass of nobles. Gotta respect that. <laughs> yeah. Which, speaking of the nobles, uh, we have a question from Hot Rats, which kind of combines with some other ones, so we'll segue as we go. But how did the Winter Council meet and subvert our expectations as we met them? Um, someone else go ahead and go first. Uh, like us as players? Yeah. yeah. Or as characters, how did they meet your or subvert your expectations? Um, I guess just like... From my perspective, it was just, it was interesting because we felt like they were directly attacking us. Yeah, like until at, we walked in the door. <laughs> yeah, at, like every turn, it was like, you know, you, you will not interfere with the Winter Council, and we were getting directly attacked. But then when we found them, it's like, oh, like, you guys are just some folk. scared and chilling, and Care Shield's here, like, Care Shield's attacking us, like... It was, so it was kind of confusing. I'll be so, honest. Yeah. My mental image for like the past couple months has been like cloaked occultists being like, we have the winter council and we yeah. control the snow yeah. and the fire. And then you walk in, it's like eight L's like, what's up, mate? Absolutely. I thought we were going to walk in on a blood sacrifice yeah, or something. Like similar. winter council. I was like, this is definitely like some go to the deep of the woods, find a black robed cult and just <laughs> nope. 
wrong. Just some sad elves. Yes. They were just hiding from some demons. My like, expectations yeah. were just wrong. They didn't say they meet or subvert them at all. They were just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. I, I just didn't expect to meet up with like, wasn't close. <laughs> a group of cowering. I, I wouldn't say like cowering, but just like stagnant defensive elves. I kind of thought we'd get like attacked or like <laughs> interrogated or like I don't know. Yep. So yeah. Very like confused as my expectations I was confused, so I I really went in planning uh as a serious <laughs> option to fight them and to kill them and yeah. to attack them. And so I, I, knew they were elves. <laughs> I kinda still was like maybe. <laughs> yeah. They seemed a lot more violent. I was like, compared to demons, these people might be uh demons might be alright. <laughs> but um True. Yeah. We were definitely leaning there on the morality scale at that point. Like, surprised. That's why you have to meet people. You can't just go <laughs> off of the death threats that you get. I heard of this winter council. They don't sound like good folk. Oh, wait, that's my old boss. <laughs> but, uh, I, just to add it a little bit. Yeah, Halen was... he. I, I was able to just kind of say it in the moment, but Halen was the one who, like, ordered the hit on you in Ayadara and was pretty much the one giving the outside orders to the Shinrakarath while Malandil was too busy focused on the demons up front. That makes sense It's safe now. to say that. Yeah, we were sus of the Winter Council from having a hit on us for sure. Did Allard have plans if we decided to side with the demons over the council? Uh, did I, you have a plan B if we said screw the elves? I didn't have a plan <laughs> for that. I would have rolled with the punches and then planned after I, I did that for a little bit. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> really would have had to be in the moment, see what's happening, and then go from there. That, that one's from our boy Fulgrim in the Discord. But, Shouts uh, out to Fulgrim. I Shouts will out. say <laughs> that I, I believe it's written in in like maybe a sentence or something that... Uh, Talandia wouldn't have cared if you would have just killed them all. That's pretty funny. Oh, badass. Oh. Was, uh, was siding with the demons even possible as written in the book? They would have turned on you uh, okay. once they got in. Yeah. Okay, so siding with them was a bad choice either way. Yeah. You were, you were, they were, they were, it was set up in the Quasi's promise that they would have betrayed you no matter nice. what. We were definitely living out the Quasi's promise. I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, yeah, we just walked right in knowing we're like, this book, it's relevant. Are we the Quasitor sheet? <laughs> um, but the the Fulgrim question has another one. What if we sided with Halen? If you sided with Halen and let the spike go, maybe even if that just means to let the place crumble, maybe not like full evil, you know, let the world go. But if we're like, let's let this place fall, let him take the spike out. If let's you go. would have figured out a way to like get on Halen's side, have him trust you, and then like follow him with his plans, you probably would have ended up going with him to try to find a levra to help bring Whoa. the star stone down yeah and uh, from that's a whole nother from, book. from there it's like <laughs> you guys decide if you're really in on that or if you're just like using him to get to your end goal okay good okay. assassination attempt yeah that's huh. that's that been, funny i don't know if you guys have the bluff and diplomacy yeah, I don't and know. stuff to he was to reading us pretty well <laughs> i have the mask of stony demeanor that's true that's true <laughs> he was reading us pretty well uh I have a personal question then. Did you know which council member in advance you would have originally on our side, or could we have been good pals with anyone but Paralier? Like, what uh, if we? It's uh, written no. that she's like the most. She's down. Welcome, <laughs> welcoming, and okay. uh, but it just seemed like she was the one that to yeah. Click we once, clicked once we started. Sure. Just like I just wasn't sure if that was her. because we clicked or if because you know she's clickable. <laughs> I think it was more because you clicked, but she was she was there to be more of on your side to begin with. Definitely. And, like, she was less distracted than Arlen Deal, <laughs> Malin Deal, yeah, and sure. Kalen. <laughs> All right. Quick. She's chilling. Everyone has to say one council member that isn't Paralier. Who's your favorite? That isn't Paralier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paralier's already on your team. You have to get one more on your team. Who are you taking? Malin Deal's pretty badass. I mean, definitely badass. I have such a soft spot for Arlendale. I'm gonna get that dude a cottage and a bird. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. He he might take some time to grow on me. I don't know. I want to like retirement home. I want to be an RN for just Arlendale. <laughs> take care of the guy. Yeah. That sounds kind of nice. Just let him live in peace. I like Malendale. Um, she's pretty she's cool, hard. but also she doesn't. She's not very friendly. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I she's like cold. I like Halen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think I think wanted some approval from Halen because he was a little bit of a like 
let's fuck like do Ed, it him. I'll do it myself. Ed's mm-hmm. Lord <laughs> had had felt like he had the power to just do do things himself. Yeah, I don't know. Ed, Edge Lord liked his. I mean, he was a he was, he was a guy that with a passion. He had he a burning like passion. Donnie Whitehand vibes. Yeah. He did. Uh, Whether like, you agree or not, he's still he's got a it bad boy. He just yeah. wasn't smoking a cigarette, so I didn't trust him as much. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought Halen was kind of cool if he wasn't such a dick. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's his coolness. Yeah, exactly. All cool people are just dicks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, w- I wish we would have got to know. Ar- I feel like Armistreel is the one that we just like. He was just kind of there. I feel like we yeah, didn't get to know him very well. He was probably like the chillest person there, just because like he is. He was over the shit, and but it was like <laughs> I. I'm not just, doing anything else. Just and majorly I have orders to be here. Yeah, I would I'm, rather not be here, but I might have reason my orders. That's a soldier with orders. <laughs> He's just. That's doing fair. It. That's fair. Before we get too far into talk of the future or maybe our plans, we do have one little bonus question here. It's a pretty simple one. Uh, before we get into heavy talk, I thought I'd lighten the mood. Kalindra, smash or pass? <laughs> mm. I'm going to say smash. She's yeah. a beautiful. you got to check out the art. Maybe we'll post it to Instagram. She's mean, but I'm going smash. Yeah, she'll use you for sure. Yeah, I, I don't expect romance. I don't. <laughs> She's oh, a succubus. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, gonna say she smash sucks. for sure. <laughs> smash. You know, I thought it was uh, a pretty short one. All right, well, there you go, Tilda. That one's for you. Smash all around. All around. I yeah. gotta all say, around. I mean, we both worship the same goddess. Uh, there's a connection there. Yeah. yeah. Were your yeses we from to, your characters? We don't have to have breakfast yes, or anything. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I, my characters would all uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All of my characters. All of my characters. <laughs> we are all one. just swooning romantics. Speaking cool of romance, full does River oh. think Crow and Escarvala will make it long term? Oh. Or will Crow aging be the deal breaker? Wow. Elves love this shit. They can have multiple relationships throughout their whole life. Uh, I don't think that the right. short-lived bond uh, makes it any less important. They still mourn and carry on. Uh, they can also grieve for just as long as they loved. Yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna be in love that long, you have fifty years afterwards to to mourn it too. Oof. But also, as we've you know heard talks, we haven't heard talks yet. Never mind. What I was gonna say <laughs> of, of people being able to outlive uh, or oh, live yeah. longer, but they haven't got there yet. Yeah, there's a the a, or the age difference will come up, but I uh, I think you know she'll gladly let him pass in her arms. It's an it's an adventure for now, but uh, you yeah, know. that's even if we're saying they want long term. I don't know. I can't speak. River cannot speak for their choices, though I've seen many a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> what be, do you think? I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make it. It's okay, long term. Okay. Ooh. I see. I see Escarvala as a hopeless romantic. A drow and a half. <laughs> she just orc? doesn't. She just doesn't wear it on her sleeve. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm surprised you picked that up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been like hinting it. Yeah. They did say they'd go long term if they made it out, right? Or they'd be yeah. official, right? They, they talked yeah. about getting a place in the city because they were both uh, citizens of Viadara now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's happening in the episode already. Uh, yeah, I guess. I think so. Huh? Let's, if not, Scarlet. Let's see, I probably made a note. <laughs> if that, I mean, you talked about someone else transforming into like. That's why I rewinded yeah, it back. That was, oh, you rewinded it back. Yeah, so I was like, that. oh, wait, they don't know that. <laughs> I missed that. That should have been 109, <laughs> which is sure. technically coming out. It came out before this, so we're, we should be fine. Okay. So we have a few deeper ones here that we should hit, and then. We'll get on to some of the finishing questions, but let's get let's get real, boys. Can I oh. ask a question yeah. before we no, get real? Absolutely, Ooh, yeah. Cool. I have I just have a personal. We have so many questions. Let's I, go. I have a personal question, which is uh, for River. Um, how do you think River grew as a soldier during this? Because this is the first time where you're uh, you're obviously you had questionable. You had to question <laughs> your duties in your journey recently. And now you've come back to face the uh, the old the old badges. So how do you feel now? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good one because yeah, River's whole arc is like a morality arc, as not as much as like a family arc or some redemption arc. It is definitely a morality arc, and uh, I think River came to terms with they did bad in the last book with the when we were underground that was i think the like okay i've done bad so then i think coming up above ground was like 
how do I move forward taking the right steps, but all of the choices that were being made are literally like world ending choices. So you can't like Mm -hmm. test the waters with like, is this a good moral decision? I was just like, whatever I was doing before was wrong. So therefore everyone that's above me, AKA the winter council and like Eviana and all them were wrong because they've been telling me what to do. So I think like they had no choice except for kind of a hard 180 and be like, you're all wrong (laughs) because if they played with the, the the waters of like, oh, I don't know, maybe they're not so bad, then like things weren't gonna change. So I think that's kind of like River's main change is they just 180'd and aren't sure that that's the right choice, but it's the best way to go right now. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. You're, you're adapting like a soldier would. Yeah, oh, especially having to like talk to Karashiel. I think I originally planned to fight Karashiel because <laughs> We thought whatever was in there we were going to fight, but um, yeah, not having to fight and just like actually get to talk and sway them was a big turner for River, because if they would have had to fight, I think they would have just left the Shinrakrath forever, mm. because it's like, well, now you're just fighting your owners. You can't do that. Your owners, leaders. <laughs> that, it, in essence, <laughs> let's not kid. Yeah, I think you've grown a lot. You've um, River had a big arc. <laughs> the, the, world on, the world is bigger than um, what you expect it to be, and I think you've come to terms with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, like, River's, like, a micro version of, hopefully, future elves, you know? I think it's, like, if you can see this one leader, I think maybe down the line, let's say everything goes well, they're going to be a, someone that you can look up to that, like, that's an elf who changed from bad to good, if that's, you know, not morally subjective, uh, you know, changed their ways. So I think, like, in that case, they're better than let's say like a liberal queen Talandia who's like yeah I'm trying for the right thing it's like someone who's made a whole moral switch so something to look forward to if they become a hero status people will know their name oh yeah (laughs) you're well on your way to hero status which brings us to the deep question that is how was your character swayed from your original picture of them that is pretty much exactly what uh, I was just asked so I'm going to let someone else take this one how has your character swayed from your original picture of them Huh. Right. What? Yeah, I guess. What is? What was your original mental picture for Crow? A little, a little like swashbuckling in, like, pirate. Like, yeah, like book one, like, ha- like or a holy man who yeah. could kill people with a reaper. You know. Like, can I try something fun? Yeah. Can we? Can I try to flip the question oh, and I'll answer briefly for Crow and oh. Crow answers briefly for Elyon? There you go. Get a third person. Would that be fun? Sure. So like, oh. how did you envision Crow, and then how has he become? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how did? Okay. How did you see Crow in book one versus now? <laughs> uh, I saw Crow as kind of a guy with a sword, who had like one dream of being a sailor, <laughs> um, and I think he pursued that, but. Uh, I think Crow was kind of limited by his opportunities in Riddleport, maybe, um, and also also financially and like relationship-wise held down. But having seen um, number one, his ability to manage larger things in the world, starting with a managerial position at the the Golden Goblin, and then moving out from there and accomplishing things, I think Crow sees a bigger picture for himself now, and I think he. Um, has bigger hopes and dreams while still maintaining his roots, which you can never get rid of, which is enjoying the finer things in life. <laughs> uh, so I think Crow's grown oh, a lot. Yeah. He kept but the riddle part Yeah, for sure. I I love to hear that, honestly, because that's definitely like... What was your side of the town called? The place you grew up? Oh, like the... the um, what did they the call it? Rot, uh, the rot gut uh, roots. Rot, you rot, kept rot, your rot, rot gut, gut roots. My rot, my rot gut roots, baby. Uh... I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Crow's vision of Elion. So yeah, my, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, Book nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I think it's, I think it's a couple different things. Like, I think the main thing for like observing Elion through this journey, it's definitely like a thirteen going on thirty thing. <laughs> like. Just like meeting her at the Golden Goblin, it's like, oh, you're just this cute little elf. Like, hey, look at you. Hey, can I get a job? Yeah, just a yeah. You know, she just wants to wait some tables. Like, oh, make some summer money. Cool, cool. <laughs> just like, yeah, just definitely saw her as like 
kind of you know like a little sister kind of thing like you know i'd kind of like not like looking down on you in that way but just kind of like oh like you're, you're my cute little elf friend like hey what's up but i guess like i think the first like haunted fae aspect you did at crow when you <laughs> um got when you got very angry for i think it was killing the pickpocket oh yeah something like that that's right yeah when you like first haunted fae aspect i think that was yeah, kind of the you're, start like, you're no of better like, than them and the, oh that was heavy yeah. just this like like quick like garnering of like crow's respect and uh-huh. and then just like from there with just like all your mysteries kind of like coming to light and just like seeing you gain like all this power and kind of learning where you've come from it's just like you're definitely like growing up like super fast yes that's Word. yeah um i want to give rivers because it's a lot shorter so it's like I got to see maybe like what three levels ago was that like all it's been three or four levels if uh, that is that when I meant though been this is three levels? two whole Ten? books so like six six ish levels six ish levels okay yeah so like when I originally when Crow and uh, Elion rolled in through town I remember like River's impression was like okay we have outsiders helping one's a baby elf <laughs> and we remember like just having like this. I have to protect this young elf who doesn't have a who doesn't have a parent. And then as like I think a single book went on was obviously clear that this person had more magic than I could ever dream of and it was like wait, I've met a lot of magic people and a lot of like what I would consider like oracles, which is still like what River considers crow because he's like always like <laughs> foretelling, you know, future yeah, events. Yeah. I I see him more like oracly. Um so I think like in their jobs of working with them, they've always had like mid-tier spellcasters and oracles, you know, fireballs and like a little bit of soothsaying or whatever, you know, we can do some scrying. But like after seeing what's um Crow's one where he puts the big Phantasmal Killer. Phantasmal Killer. Well, when I yeah, saw Phantasmal yeah, Killer, yeah. like that scared River into respect of like 100% just like Elion did with you with Haunted Pay Aspect was like oh okay it's like that I want to see what the, that yeah. was that was what scared me into like respect for Crow besides just like a, a, a warrior respect of like we're working together because like as an orc I didn't have any vendettas against you I was just like outsider you know everyone yeah. everyone is outsider um that's why I have favorite enemy outsider. <laughs> um, but Evil outsider. Just anything outsider. Uh, that ability is called Collector of Souls. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's it, it acts like Phantasmal okay. Killer. Collector of Souls. Yeah, because when we described that one, that was definitely the shaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Elion had some role where I think we were taking over that one spot in Selwynvian where there was like the trebuchet... Uh, there was like a big ballista or something and like oh, yeah. remember we had to like yeah. hey, I, we, I had to like pick up someone down to like two times I don't remember who was with us I like hide him in a bush that's right yeah like, was there that whole fight I remember like thinking okay if this doesn't work like we're all dead and like how smooth everything worked I think did you go fly to the top or something like I think I vanished yeah, I got like, up next fly. to the building and then I climbed up <laughs> it and then I flew up and then I tried to I don't know if I I think I assassinated the two people on top like I took a them cur- out there was a, there was a fight yeah. yeah that type of like soldier instinct was like holy crap okay I'm dealing with like real warriors here and then after that it's just been fully flushed so like it's kind of cool that I didn't get to see the whole like bar days because I was like, these guys have been warriors forever. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> They're not just three months into this. Yeah, you never saw Crow get down to a fish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a big fish, but <laughs> I mean, I heard about your dogs. I'm sorry, I guess I don't really have a connection. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get a GM take. Maybe just a quick one since we're going on time here. What what was a GM's take? How has your picture changed of everyone? Obviously, I'm not the same character. You can go off whichever one you want to. Hmm. How's your original picture? Did we go down paths you didn't see? Nocticula was a kind of a surprise for me, but... Hmm. In a lot of ways, for a GM, it's a little bit different. Because I see... You guys tell me what you see in the character, and I, and I know what they're about to go through. And I, I kind of see more of these characters in the characters that you, that you originally see. Because mm-hmm. like I I feel like yeah I knew I knew how powerful Elion was gonna get and like 
how like how much like I knew the trials and tribulations River was gonna go through and mm. and kind of my picture of them is throughout the entirety of the campaign instead of the the moments where you're like for you you're playing them mm-hmm yeah um, yeah that makes sense because yeah I mean like we don't I'd say we don't have a lot of conversations on like where do you see your character you know a few years from now like we don't do that as like GM to player except for like recently we kind of asked a little bit of like what's your what's your wants you know your goals but we kind of left it in the air to be like yeah. self-chose which was nice but so in a was way, there ever a time where we chose something and you were like fuck I didn't want you to or you didn't as far as it's just like character maybe, decisions yeah like maybe like someone took a feat or maybe a level into some, something did you always see demoniac coming uh <laughs> no did that did that surprise you shake you what's your plan i guess i had the prestige class just kind of like in my back pocket of course you did. ever since elion wasn't scared of nocticula oh, okay uh, and like yeah, that's the first planned. like boon that I gave her was just like one part of the of the prestige class anyway. That's true. Was that when my vision changed? Uh, your vision changed. That was because I wanted. I was back in the early days. I was toying with like a secret corruption path yeah. that would lead you to becoming a drow. Mm-hmm. But you never really walked down that path. So I I kind of let it be. Yeah, like I see whatever. how I could have yeah. gone that way, yeah. You never were truly acting evil. You just kind of had emotional bursts. What about Crow? Uh, <laughs> is, what is the question now for Crow? Because we were like, what, or what, have, what are, how have you changed? Yeah. Or have you done something that was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like just like how is your... has has he ever thrown you a hook that you were like interesting? I didn't expect that. Or were you like he's playing a by the book cleric or what are you even? I'm an inquisitor. Oh, inquisitor. Magic, you know. Um, I guess I've always seen Crow as like the the DPS guy, mm-hmm. like tank DPS. I guess I one thing for Crow, I expected you to put a little bit more uh, more effort into being a, like a, the group's healer. You True. you did that, but you just bought scrolls instead of like really investing into being like, all right, I'm gonna cure light wounds, I'm gonna cure serious wounds, I'm gonna get all the cure spell type things. Sure. Um, that's I guess that's what I yeah. expected just because we we're doing kind of we hybrid classes one. here and you know, we didn't have one. <laughs> um, but it ends up being fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I just gravitated more towards wands. Yeah. yeah. In general, the question that that triggered this, you guys have your characters, and then slowly I turn them into what I see them as through the trials that I throw you. That's mm-hmm. that's fair. You get to sculpt. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so you. Yeah. It's kind of an unfair question, almost, because you're, you're sculpting them. So it's like, yeah, I imagine them bit. to be this way. Yeah. It's like I, still, I, I made them this I way. Like I still see you guys the pretty much the same which word word which works well for a little segue into a pretty related question from Fulgrim what are your characters wants with the finish line on the horizon what's next for them you don't have to go all the way to the finish of the book but what, what's next you can obviously um to be done yeah besides to be done <laughs> yeah, I mean to like be done. do you mean your character to be done <laughs> yeah I think I think Elyon genuinely wants to finish this task I think this is like she got out of Riddleport, and, and um, this was a this. I mean, this is a necessity to save the people that she has uh, cared about and realized she cares about. The more she does this, um, um, facing like real death, and then understanding that they could face death, she genuinely wants to like finish this task um, so that she can go on living her life. Because she's realized like, yeah, Riddleport was kind of like boring, but it was a home, and now it's destroyed. So what does she do next? I think she's thinking that there's a lot of future out there for her, mm-hmm. whether in um, Selwynvian, um, or sorry, I mean Ayadara, mm-hmm. whether in Ayadara or in Riddleport or anywhere else in the world. Do you think adventuring still or shop owning? What are you about? <laughs> are you a blacksmith now? What you- <laughs> uh, she might sit, she might sit down and become a scribe when she's like nine hundred years old or something. <laughs> Until then, adventures. But Probably. as like a nineteen year old sixteenth level caster, what are you gonna get into? <laughs> hmm. 
You only have 400 <laughs> years left, roughly. What do you got? <laughs> She's going to burn shit. She's not, yeah, adventuring for sure. I think she has more knowledge to acquire. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would she ever be interested in traversing the plains? Ooh, planar travel. For sure. <laughs> that um, sounds sick. See Galarian first. Yeah, fair. But, uh, yeah, she's interested in for Go sure. See what the real the cypher mages do, like the real ones, the high ups. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll become like an arch mage of a college Get or rid of that Tamarhawk guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ambassador to the Darklands. <laughs> Why not? Say, say your task is finished. You've saved the world. What's next? You going to Disneyland? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Disneyland. Um, I mean, it's I yeah, I definitely align with a lot of what Michael said about Elyon. It's just kind of like, you know, we started this adventure a little bit sandboxy, just kind of like chilling, kind of developing who who we were as kind of the these new characters. But then, I mean, I would say ever since book, ever since the first meteor hit, book two. It's just been super goal oriented and just kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together, moving f- like to move forward. So yeah, it's definitely kind of like definitely save the world first, right? That's then super important. Say it's done. But yeah, I think, and it's interesting for Crow. Like, th- I think his big arc is just like being culture shocked. With- <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, basically since, like, book three-ish, like, he's really only been around the elven community. An orc who never would have left the city. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, like, he seemingly doesn't, like, he he feels like he doesn't belong there, but it's just, like, the more and more time he spends in this community, he just, like, feels like he's starting to, like, assimilate a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think for Crow's future, it's definitely going to be probably just, like, continuing to explore, like, life with the elven people mm-hmm. at least until he sees a reason to leave or what have you yeah, but you might have a wife or something or a girlfriend at least yeah, i mean shit you know you never know he grow you gonna go love. off an adventure you gonna stay home <laughs> gonna finally return to the sea yeah take i mean his family that's to the one sea. thing too you know <laughs> raise a bunch of little mini pirates you can always get a boat i mean if he if he's gonna be a big hero Dude, you'll have, get a boat. Yep, you'll, a you'll, boat you'll, you'll have days. so much money to buy a boat. Remember the old days when you wanted to scrap together a boat? You'll be able to buy one. You could, Let's you save could, the world and get a boat. You could probably like sell your armor or your like <laughs> robes that you got and get like two boats. Hey, I have That's this true. nice ring. Give me a boat. <laughs> Take the headband off. Start yeah, of a get fleet. A, get a boat. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, captaining a ship is definitely in his future for sure. He's He is who he is at, at the heart of it. But I think... I think adventuring is just like where he is right now. Adventurer it's, at heart. Yeah. If Escarvala asked you to move back to the Darklands, would you do it? Oh. Oh. Oh my. Interesting. <laughs> I got. I mean, I got a lot of heat down there, and I wasn't even in orc I wasn't form. Even there. I wasn't even in orc <laughs> form. So I don't know. I think it would feel like a second awful first impression. I don't know. I mean, you know, the conversation could always be had. Well, if it wasn't like it wasn't necessarily to Zernikanen, it was to the I can't remember the name of the city. But she's a noble in Zernikanen. I'd want to go back to noble life. But she left as her sister was trying to basically assassinate her with her brother. I would okay. I'd st- I would start a new life in the Darklands. <laughs> sure, why not? If you went to that's I, an orc I, thing to do. It might be Delvin Gulf, the one that's like on the the sea underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be Ooh, oh, you could be a pirate against oh, the, the underground ghouls, sea. against the ghoul gr- pirates. Oh, that would <laughs> that would very much <laughs> fulfill my that's friend. An arc. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, you're vanquishing uh, undead at sea underground <laughs> with. My, my lady. Yeah, it's like your wife would be at home or whatever, and you'd be like, all right, I'm going off to sea, and it'd be underground. Just, just a bright amulet. All right, I'm going. Escarval to- wouldn't stay home. Yeah, right. She'd be on the boat. What are you talking about? Slaying ghouls. Before you commit, you have to think about what's the undersea equivalent of a kraken, and are you ready to fight oh. it? Yes. Yes, I am. You that haven't is. seen the dark kraken. Uh, that was a very good point. Yeah, that's, that's a really good I lo- point. I love that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd move to the dark lands. Fuck it. Um... I'll get in Rivers. Rivers' plans are mainly to not be a soldier anymore at this point. True. I think after this much, this many years of this much fighting and trauma, they A, need time off before they can even think clearly, but B, like, 
have only experienced since they were a kid. So it's in essence, if someone was like drafted as a kid and then like kind of just stayed forever. Uh, so they, they want to get out and I think get in touch with like nature. I think that's why like Arlen deal hit a really soft spot because it's like, this is a guy who's just been living peacefully in nature minus, you know, being here for the winter council. But like, is someone who's so in touch with nature, he can literally turn into it. Um, and my bond for animals has always been like river's big thing. I think, uh, communication with animals and nature's where they want to go most, probably not much adventuring in the next decade. I think I'm going to take 10 years off. It's probably good. <laughs> take 10 years good, off. That's a good amount of break. I'll play some follow shaft with myself. No one talk to me. <laughs> you can you hit go. me up via message. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, we got a couple more here. Uh, Let's get into a fun one before my favorite question. Let's just get some book six speculation. We don't know it. We don't know what's going on. How's it going to go down, folks? We're going to save the world. Yeah, we're going to yeah. save the world. What do you uh, expect out of the land of the black blood? A lot I of don't black know what blood. to expect from glyph destruction. I think that's going to be something interesting. Yeah, true. Something about like it being magic and big or bulky, like... I don't think it's something that I'm just going to shoot a bunch of arrows at and call it good. I'm just kind of interested to see how we go about getting through glyphs. Yeah, and how close are these glyphs? Are they like next to each other? Are they a mile apart? I mean, yeah, all so that's going to play like a, a ring huge difference. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like there's going to be a lot of traps. I feel like she's not dumb. She's got to be covering her tracks. I mean, I feel like we're going to get bamboozled somehow. I'm so assuming, we are a big fan of betrayal and bamboozling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming somebody is watching our movements. I would not be sh- surprised at all if she has someone in Ayadara, even in the court, even someone close to the queen at this point that would know what we're doing. That even would not Escrivala. be a shocker. Escrivala even Escarvala. Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna. That. I'm not. Hey, <laughs> hey, if we're speculating, that's something I wouldn't. You now know? I'm just shooting eyes over the whole time. Like, hey, you sus. We'll, yeah. we'll so see. Maybe. I mean, you know, time will tell. Colors will get revealed. So I we'll think see. if we run into the Azrenae fight, that's going to be huge. Hefty. So that's a speculation. It's going to be dangerous, deadly, and scary. That's my yes. speculation. Very much, yes. Ooh, something fun that we could do. How how big do you think the land of the Black Blood is? How are we talking um, like, like like area of the cavern, four hundred miles. One million night crawlers. <laughs> How many night crawlers is it? Oh, sorry, that's not that's <laughs> recent app. Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna say four hundred and twenty miles. Ooh, you had to up me. Cubed, cubed, cubed. Yeah, the cubed miles. I would guess that it's the size of like America. And then if you like include Alaska spun America around oh. and you like like because conf- um it's a cavern right mm-hmm. so like as wide and as tall as America twice you said spin it around like yeah so like if you took like America's mass like uh-huh. if you took it and you flattened America into us <laughs> into a circle okay and then you rotate it into a sphere mm. I think it's that much space okay okay does that make sense. Yeah. I could have said that better. Uh, but how many Americas is it actually? Well, it is about, so it's about, it's not a perfect square or whatever, but it's about uh, 280 miles long and 200 miles wide. Crow was, Crow was like, I said 400, he said 420. I was really close. I was he, memeing. Uh, he prices righted me. <laughs> so that's about 56,000 square miles of land of black blood. Okay. That's a lot of area. She could be anywhere. <laughs> what's, what state is that big? <laughs> what state? Start with Texas. Is even talking about the land of the black blood spoiler right now? Texas no. is 270,000 guys... square miles. Okay. So that's about, what, a quarter the size of Texas? How, how big was it? 56K square miles. It's about probably Minnesota, huh? Ooh. Uh, Minnesota's 87. Probably North Dakota, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So you're about to explore an area the size of North Dakota uh, for... The listeners are like, what's a North Dakota? (laughs) Uh, There's two Dakotas? 
Iowa. Iowa is fifty-five thousand eight hundred fifty-seven. All right, you're you're gonna you're gonna travel all across Iowa to Perfect. find a set of glyphs. <laughs> mm. Just one set. Well, that could be it's miles apart from each one other. One central glyph and probably more than three focus glyphs. Good to know. Good to know. Let's split up, gang. Let's split <laughs> up. We'll find it faster. <laughs> you won't get very far in a campaign doing that, but. This is my favorite question of the night, so I hope everyone gives a little thought. How has getting this far in a campaign lived up to your expectations? This high level. I never personally thought I would play this high level of a character all through like high school and stuff. I remember playing like up to level five or six and then kind of like calling it. Dang, really? Yeah, and I think, I think getting this high up it's both great in the sense that, like, obviously you're super powerful, but I think I had a amateur brain in thinking that the higher level you got, the more OP you were. And so seeing high-level fights, like, not that fun to me because I find it to be, like, one-turn kills kind of deal where it's, like, be on your toes because everyone's swinging potential death. Mm. Whereas, like, I think as a kid or you know like teen thought it'd be like you're level 20 and you're still jumping level 12 skellies or something that like you know no. yeah so i think high level play just like really lived up or exceeded my difficulty expectations and so like yeah i, I didn't get to i don't see the uh high level opness coming in that i thought i would <laughs> i feel that yeah it's definitely made to always be if, if i'm doing it right each counter should be about as hard like per level, like relatively as each other encounter. If, I mean, even that level, it, it's it's weird because like even the first couple levels, you can get one hit pretty easily. And then at the later levels, you can get like one hit pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, there's kind of like this wiggle room of, oh, we're kind of beefy mm -hmm. and things aren't so beefy yet. I think that's <laughs> where the pump fake comes in is like that five through seven area where you're like, oh, come on. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, no, I I agree with that, and I I remember I used to tell Allard like right around that mid, like level seven eight area, I would clown Allard and I would tell him that if he got Crow to level ten, that Crow wouldn't die. I'm, I'm living I'm living up to it so far, thirteenth level, and I, I, it's that is that confident flex. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of fun to have a character that's like obviously getting more and more powerful. Um, and just and you know just swinging bigger damage is always fun. Crunching those big numbers is very very fun. <laughs> For uh, Elyon, I think obviously this is the nature of the game, but I'm always like, man, next level I'm gonna crush these encounters. <laughs> but then of course it's one level harder. Um, so it's cool that there's been a constant challenge, no matter what we're fighting or what yeah, level we're at. For sure. But I think for me, it's uh, people say sorcerers and things like that can get kind of stale because it's like fireball, fireball, fireball. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel that at all. I feel like I know my character sheet very well and I know Elyon. Um, and the, the advantage of our group is like Crow and I have been together a long time. We know each other well. Um, River has meshed very well. Same with Escrivala. Uh, when I approach a fight, I feel like I know our group tactics and Elyon can do a lot of different things with her very simple tasks. Like as far as movement goes, I think, I think that's the thing I enjoy the most about the high level combat is how much movement there is and positioning and just using general like strategy as opposed to the hack and slash of early levels. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it's fun gameplay. That is true. Yeah. The comments are really fun in that sense for sure. Yeah. I think just my last note on it is I think I had a mental image of uh, like really high fantasy play being like a lot of spells going out, like spell arrows and stuff like that, where really it's a lot of like, are we ready to go in? We have th three rounds, which is the equivalent of 18 real life seconds. You know what I mean? Being like, there's the next 18 seconds are very dire. So it's more like five buffs before you go into a fight. Yeah. So I think that... Uh, that's something to look either forward to or not. Also, not a huge fan of crunch in my own like gaming style. I think like the RP of early levels is really fun, but when you get into math crunch, 
especially at this level where you're doing like with my case the ranger we're yeah. like fully using excel spreadsheets to try and figure out damage and uh doing that math can like if you're not good about it or paying attention you can come off very dry or like vanilla when you're playing because you have to flavor it still even after you've done all the math be like but how how does that look you know mm-hmm. uh so yeah drawing more drawing more attention to the rp in high combat is hard but worth it because if not it's a lot of crunch <laughs> Yeah, I can't have it just be all crunch. Yeah. It's still got to be story for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, which brings us to our final question. I just want to thank you boys for joining us. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having thanks me in my house. Yeah. Thanks for, let, <laughs> thanks thanks for, for letting me, me in your house. Let me in the door. Not a question, but you're welcome. This thank is the you. final question. Thank you. Good night, everyone. All right. <laughs> thank very, you. Very good. All right, the real final one. We're drawing near the end of our campaign. Allard. Yes. Mm. What's next after Second Darkness? What's hmm. next? Huh? Yeah. You ask. A sequel? <laughs> oh, the future is ripe with possibilities, Eli. Let me tell you. The only way to find out is to wait a bit longer for us to tell you. And we'll see you next time. But feel free to tell us what you're into. <laughs> Chime into the Discord. Let us know what you want to hear from us. Until then. We'll see ya. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That'll do. Fuck yeah. An awkward ending. We all we all love it. It'll be it wasn't that awkward. It'll be super less awkward when I put intense music. Yep. Under it. <laughs> swells. <laughs> it swells to you'll have to see. Bye. <laughs>